This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good afternoon, everybody. I imagine everybody's a little bit chirpier than they were when the when the scoreboard clicked over to eighty minutes. Now that we're on, now that we're on ninety, but uh, yeah, one of those games probably going to be one of those games in the long run that we're not going to remember. But it was a banana skin from a result point of view, maybe avoided an odd performance. What do we think the implications might be for the first team in midweek away to Swansea? Do we think that? Uh, do you think that loser should be kept in the starting eleven, or do we think that Georgie Czech Fatanze or um, I- I- indeed Ishmael Kone maybe deserve to start after their second half performances? Probably the moment of real quality in the game other than the linesman overturning a, a very strange penalty decision. Everybody was thinking, well, I've never seen that overturned. And suddenly they did for once. Go figure. But the one moment of quality was the combination of the ball forward from Kone, who again came on and did what he does as a sub, which was give us a little bit more forward momentum and a little bit more drive and a little bit, dare I say, directness directness is something that I don't think we've seen an awful lot of and then obviously the touch from young Aspria and finishing it into the bottom corner very nice to see very nice to see indeed so that was all positive but what do we think around the rest of the performance what do we think around the rest of the game for myself and Justin and uh, a lot of people it was lovely to see so many people down at the bunker before the game uh, thank you so much um, for every, everybody I saw down there including well just just a whole host of people so thank thank you so much indeed let's let's see what what some people have to say let's bring on Rich who is there let me add Rich in as a speaker I'm just having a look through some of the uh, some of the comments on Twitter as well but Rich, sir. Hello. What did, Good what, evening. <laughs> hello, sir. What did you make of, of the game, the result, the last 20 minutes, as opposed to the first 70, per se? What were your thoughts? 
Well, if you're going to play crap, you need to win, don't you? So we yep. won. So there's something to take from it. If we played all the time like we did in the last 15, 20 minutes, then yeah, okay. The first 70 were an absolute disgrace. It was rubbish. And the sad thing is, is all that sort of first three or four games where we could see a plan, we could see a shape, we could see what they were trying to do. You can't see any of that now. You just can't see it. It was a mess. The defence just looks dreadful. If anybody with any note really attacks us, we look terrible. The, dare I say the one bit of quality, and that's really, I'm really dragging that from the barrel, was with, was the goal. Fair play for us, really a magical, magic finish and uh, a wonderful ball from Kone. Right down our touchline, we were right in front of that, and it was a brilliant pass. And the one move of quality in the whole game, but it's massively concerning because we were on the rack a little bit for a period of time. And as you say, why the penalty was taken, where I see I couldn't possibly tell whether it was a penalty or not. I often go by players' reactions, and I must admit, to a man, every what the player was incensed. So... You usually get a flavour that something weren't quite right. And obviously the linesman had the balls to tell the referee differently and they overturned it. Until I see it again, I can't make my mind up because I don't know. But we got away with one there, whatever. And, well, yeah, I, it's just desperate. And I don't know what on earth Bayo didn't. Was Bayo injured? Does anybody know? what? Why didn't he come out for the second half? Now, again, I appreciate I'm scraping the barrel, but he's five times the player Rakovic, Rajovic is. And that, that bloke, did he touch the ball in the game? Oh, it was assaulted several times by the centre-half, so I'll give him that. But I can't, I generally can't remember him touching the ball. He wasn't a threat. He didn't do anything. At least Bayo bloody runs around and causes a problem, or tries to. And if people supported him up there a bit more, then things could happen. But I'm astounded that he he was substituted. Yes, I was surprised that he came off. And then why is it taking so long for us? We we struggle with quality, Pete, don't we? And so you have to ask yourself, what is he doing sitting on the bench? We don't have a. We're not blessed with quality. No, agree. Oh, say. Sorry, just just ducking in a little bit out on the on the signal. Then my apologies. No, I agree. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little bit like basball at the cricket. Anybody who's watched the England cricket team yeah. and not today, but in the in the test, <laughs> no, knows that they go for it and and some will get out, but hopefully one or two will will will, will get a century or, or or have a decent kind of run. Now it's almost like well, okay, well, loser hasn't worked, hasn't really worked for Telebishiro. We'll just change the numbers and see what happens today. Yes. Espria from that right-hand side, that moment of quality, that finish into the corner was literally the moment where we got the goal. But we never at any point opened them up. It was a great finish. It was a great moment. It was a good goal. But as, as Guy Wellborn has already said on the five-word reviews, goals changed the perception at the end. Yeah. I think it's something yeah. we need to think about in terms of how, if you were Ishmael after that game, and an interesting I thought an interesting half-time in as much as we did not see anybody. Nobody yeah. was warming up. Yeah, Kone came out and basically just started the game without even almost stretching in the second half. And it was like, it just felt like words were being said. I had seen some suggestions that that, that Bayo may have either pulled something or as, yeah. as he was going off. Honest, Honestly, don't know. But I think no. he gives us so much more off the ball and in the build-up than we get from Ryovic currently. But that yeah, being said, it, it's he's new to these shores. He's new to this to this league, so give him some time. But it did seem an inexplicable decision, didn't it? Yeah, I, I just and and it just it, it's they can't. There just does seem to be no pattern. There's no. And if Ishmael wasn't ripping the paint off the dressing room walls at half time, I'd be very concerned because 
that, that ground was a tinderbox today. Wednesday yeah. score, and, and it kicks off. There was no question in my mind. It was all around me. You could sense it in the ground. If, if they had scored, it really would have gone. And the fact Ishmael ran, I think, almost down to the corner flag when the goal went in, jumping up and down, said everything you needed to know about a manager that is under pressure. And I can't defend him at the minute. because, And I don't, before anyone gets excited, there's no point in sacking him. There's no point in changing it. That ain't mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'm not calling for that. Cool. But the, we've got we've gone with him, and it is what it is, and we've got to stick with it. But my God, he has got to get it sorted out because again, this is another two week break we've just had, and we've come back and we've looked worse than we went into the break, and that is really saying something. We asked ourselves, we're looking for three teams worse than us. We just about possibly saw one today, but I'm really struggling. We're going to go to Swansea on Tuesday, Wednesday, I think Wednesday, mm-hmm. with our away, away record. You don't really get excited about us coming away with anything there. And then we got Millwall next Saturday, and we're going to be in the same old cart again, the same trepidation. The players just don't seem to get what he's trying to do. And it's probably because they're not good enough to do what he's trying to do. He's trying to make us play like Man City, and oh my goodness me, it's just not working. So you've got to start asking yourself, what are you doing that is wrong? What can I do with this set of players to tune out of them? Because again, it was a tinderbox. We were one goal away from that erupting today. And thank goodness, every person on that pitch owes us really a drink tonight because it was a, he's got everybody out of jail. And yeah, it's concerning, but I just don't see it. I don't see where the pattern is and I don't see where the where we're going to get enough points. I, I just don't see that we are a good team. We, we are. It was boring. Anybody that said they were enjoying that game up until about 75 minutes is, is quite honestly wrong. It was terrible. It was boring. And there was nothing to excite the fans. And the times we went backwards, culminating with Portis, a free kick in our own half, kicking it back to backman, we just about summed it all up, really. Yeah, very, very much. Last thoughts, though, before before Wednesday, but Lewis's last action was in and around that penalty that was not. And then he brought on Ken Semmer and played him wide left. I felt he was a force for good, driving them down the left-hand side and trying to give them some sort of wits down there. Did you see it, or what, what were your thoughts yeah, on well, Ken's introduction? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the other Jamal Lewis in the bin. Sorry, I don't get it. Morris is better than him, personally, and that's saying something. Morris is a better player than him. He looks dreadful. He might be all right going down as a winger. He cannot defend, and he was obviously involved in that instance, and it would suggest that he won He won the ball because they gave a corner and not a penalty in the end. But the roar that came when Ken Semmer comes on, I really think sums it up, really. It says everything you need to know. We are that desperately, and I love Ken, so this is not a knock at him, yeah. but the roar when Ken came on said everything you needed to know is, thank God we got somebody on that will actually run around and put a shift in for us. And we need 11 more Ken Semmers, I'm afraid. And uh, yes, he has to be in the team. And that team that finished the game pretty much has to start. I would get rid of Portis and bring uh, Sierra Alta back into the back four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portis worries the hell out of me. And I just don't see it as a defender. He's always he's always making a rash decision and then trying to get back. He, he got himself booked for exactly that reason. I just don't see Porteous. I don't understand it. The guy's obviously doing something at Scotland and they love him and fair play to him, but perhaps the bar's just as low there. I don't know, but I'd get Sierra to back in that, that centre-back team because other than that, I'd fair play. I'd give a little bit of a shout-out to Umkakia today. I thought he worked bloody hard and he kept going and 
he kept Hurst pushing down that wing. He's, he's not the most blessed player in the world, but fair play to him. He had a decent go. And as you say, again, Kone's come on and made a difference. Why can't we get a Kone starting the game and doing that? And this is the trouble. Mm. The players that came on today trying to make a, a name for themselves a little bit and did well, but will they then get, be given their chance and take it? And that is the problem. They probably won't. They'll start the game. And it'll be all lethargic again. And um, like Chak Verdazzi, busy, worse than uh, others. Steli Bashari did nothing. You know, it, it, it's poor. But anyway, uh, that's me off my hobby horse. But no, it's desperate at the moment. We got a win. Otherwise, this probably would have been a very different podcast of spaces tonight. Cause, and it may still will be because most of us aren't stupid. We can see what we're seeing and we're in trouble. We've got big problems. Understood. Understood, Rich. Thank you as ever. Justin, sir, how are you doing? Hello, you're right, Peter. Oh, I'm all yeah. Well, I think that we'll get to the five-word reviews, but I think a number of people are calling out the fact that look, it's goals do change games materially. We've spoken about a number of games this season where we haven't done enough to push it over the line, literally, physically, metaphorically, to bring a win away. It's only our third win of the season, so it, it, it's reasonable to look at that and actually come out and say. As, as, as Rich has just said there, that one moment of quality which Young Espria has brought out, brilliant. We've been waiting a little while to, to see him and it's, it's been no no shortage of goodwill towards the lad to try and get it in there. And he's, he's managed to be that, that defining moment that kind of m- means that the points go in a different way. But mm. the rest of the game, the rest of the well, game did feel, as Rich had been saying there, did, did feel like there was an atmosphere of we, we could see it turning and I'm very glad it didn't. Yeah, I I agree with pretty much everything Rich said, to be honest, and what you said there. There's a few things that weren't match-specific today that were not great. I did see a man in his 80s refused entry with an umbrella, which we've heard all this before, but it was, no, put it in that big black bin, and if it's still there, when you come out, you can have it back. Just come on. And then 20 minutes after that, I can see a bloke walking around with a pumpkin in his hand, a big one as well. Cole Campion went, look, there's a bloke with a pumpkin there. Why did he get that in? What's that all about? So, and we have to remember, if we're going to go back to the football now, that we've played a pretty poor team there. They are where they are because they've not been very good all season. We didn't really look much better than them and it was looking like being an ill draw until Yasser did his thing. So, yes, it was three points. Yes, we've won a match. Yes, it's the third match we've won this season. But, my God, what a dull game that was. It was a really poor match. Any neutral watching that would have switched off after 25 minutes, I imagine. Absolutely terrible. But, hey, three points. I was hoping I was going to get my nil on the on the prediction league, actually. That oh. would have cheered me up. Oh, no, you, you, don't, you don't want to start. You don't want to be start looking at that nonsense. That, that's not the basis of, of hoping for games. Definitely not. Well, there no. we go. There we no. go. Well, let, let's go across and see if we see where Wendover is parked up, old Greg here. It's Saturday night. It's takeaway night, as we know. But, Greg, what, what did you make of things in the upper GT? Papering over cracks is mm. my assumption, summary of this afternoon's performance or lack of performance. What an awful game of football. League one standard. It did feel like League, it, it did feel League. like two very bad teams trying to fight it out and see what yeah. was going to happen. That being said, the moment of the the, mo- the single moment of quality in the game, but there were other things I think we, we could look on. I I thought in the second half especially because I'm in the family end, so I get to see Daniel Backman in the second half. 
He's, yeah. he's claiming the ball out, of the, and I appreciate it's only two or three times he was doing it, but he claimed the ball out of the air quite competently. And I know it's yeah. it's, it's a low average to be sitting there going, "Look, he's actually taken a cross." Yeah, but yeah. he has, yeah. and his kicking was it was uh, certainly in the second half. Uh, it, it was less harem scarum. It was more functional, and it, it it it'll go out if it needs to go out. I was I, yeah. I thought he was one of the more positives, was he not? A shout out for Ellie, yes, Daniel Bashman. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> didn't do anything wrong today. He did okay. I thought every sub made an impact. I slightly disagree with Rich via Rakovic. Right, I think he put. I thought he put himself about. He was manhandled, and how he didn't get a few free kicks, God only knows. Because at one stage, one of the Wednesday players had half of his shirt off. No, I thought every sub made him impact. Of course, Esprit is going to get the going to get the headlines this evening. Well taken goal via a beautiful ball from Kone, who also looked bright. I thought Kone looked bright, and I agree with Rich. Let's let, let, there's something in that boy. There there is something in that boy. And I think you've got to you've got to give him a bit of a run because he's a better foot than Denny Bashiri is. I also thought Georgie Chikavatsi looked bright. And I'd have him over over Imran Loser all day long, mate. Imran Loser looks this year sad to me. He does not want to be here. He does not want to be here. So the fact that he doesn't want to be here, we tell his agent, Mr. Mogi Bayat, now to go and find him another club. And we'll probably take a loss on him, but take the loss and, and hopefully reinvest it because he don't want to be here, Pete. He don't want to be here. And that's the, and that that is obvious. I thought Ince was meant to be a winger. Don't play like a winger, does he? Um, maybe he hasn't got the legs to be that type of winger that I want anymore. Yeah, he don't give the ball away when he gets it often, but uh, I'm not sure. Lewis agree. That is not the the Norwich City Jamal Lewis I, I'm seeing. Not at all. He's useless. He's probably one of the worst left backs we've ever had on that showing. I didn't even think he was that great going forwards. Just do not get it. Do not get it because at Norwich, he looked a good footballer. Another one I'm going to say is Livermore. I thought Livermore did all right, actually. I thought Livermore did all right in that position. Neat and tidy, did what he needed to do, took the fouls when he had to, and I think it'd be. I think it was okay. Now, Rich is saying bring Sierra out to back for uh, midweek. I'm not so sure Livermore's going to be able to play two lots of 90s. Mm-hmm. So Sierra out might have to come back and play that Livermore role. I don't know. But yeah, it's not. We just do not look a good side, do we, Pete? We do not look a good side. No, we. It, it's the. It's look at the result. It's never mind the quality. Feel the three points. That's absolutely yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, a. Yeah. It's a get out of jail free card in a way. But it's a get out of jail free card with a moment of quality, and that's what football is. But on many times, I think it's fair to say that let's enjoy that. But let's also let's acknowledge that. For long periods, we were playing the team who have got three points from three draws all season, and the rest has gone completely against them. But we did, we did, well, did we stop, or was there a manager bounce? Crikey, if there was a manager bounce, it wasn't very yeah. good. The only caveat, Pete, I would say against that is a new manager who seems to have them a little more organised than I've seen them previously under our Francisco when they were when they were very open. They did look 
they did, to give them a little bit of some credit, they did look organised. And But, yeah, they're poor. They're poor. First half, actually, they had the best player on the park. Barry Bannon, I thought, looked yeah. head and shoulders the best footballer on the pitch. Of course he's going to tie a second half. What is he, 35? But uh, 34, 35? But they look, he looked like the new head coaches put a little more organisation in there than they had to Cisco. Fair enough. Yeah, Barry Bannon is it plays in that played in that first half as loser should play for ninety minutes at his age, which is seeing angles and seeing passes. Yeah, he's yeah. got the technical ability to to actually play those kind of balls, and he's got the football brain, or he has done previously to be able to see those balls. And they don't all have to be hallelujah through balls, but it's interesting the ball comes into Bannon and he finds an angle to both progress the ball forward, but also into space. And uh, there there were some occasions today where, for example, Porteous had the ball. This was before the goal was scored, but not long before the goal was scored. We had a free kick at the about 10 yards in on our half and there was absolutely no movement. And he passed the ball back to Backman because there was no movement for him. And the the crowd quite understandably gave him a bit of, Gave the whole lot a bit yeah. of a jeer about it. It's it's yeah no, it's an interesting one. There was it, it was great today down at the down at the bunker because we got to see a few other people. I got to I got to see Jim Cuthbert. Jim, thank you ever so much for all your kind words and, and it's even more for the beer. My my son says definitely a big thank you. Lovely to see you there. Hi, this is Derek Payne, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We also had a certain gentleman from from the Dallas area, from the greater Dallas area, who'd, who'd come in. And I did turn to, to said son and said, God, I hope we get a goal. If only for Vinny to be able to get in and actually see uh, a goal. It, we, I'm going to try and see if we can't bring him in here. Vinny, sir. Vinny, you've got to see the goal at the end. Hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, Vinny. Yeah, I am. Who was at the red line and wants to buy me a beer? <laughs> You're, where are you now? I'm just at the red line. My the birthday party I was talking about doesn't start for a couple hours. Oh well, um, body listening near the red line. Get down to the red line and buy Vinny a beer. He's only been drinking since one o'clock, to my knowledge, so he needs a bit topping up. Which, hey, hey, Vinny, I hope you got plenty of money. It's not too cheap in the red line. Well, yeah, apparently the yeah the red line's like two pounds more than the bunker or something. Well, well, that, that's, that's, right that's, that's let's examine this, everybody, because we all feel bad about the price of beer. And we were there with Vinny, who's flown over from Dallas, regular contributor. Lovely to see him today. And he, he, he went into the bunker and he came out with two beers. And we went, oh, that's good. That's good planning. And he, you told us the price of a beer at the Dallas Cowboys is how much? It's like 
probably 20 pounds like i think wow. that's like 20 bucks or something like that for a pint so people be careful what you wish for i couldn't not say that could i <laughs> 20 pounds a pint good grief never mind mate what did you make of, of the day the game how's it all going price your yeah so i like I, I texted justin and first half we were so terrible jamal lewis is like a ghost so oh, i guess so is ryovich too and that guy can't touch the ball i don't know i don't know what how or what or whatever but one of my group chats was like, why does Watford not start their good players like from minute one? Speaking about Kone and Chuck Badatze, Espria, obviously. And I, I don't know what Valerian's like looking at because clearly Georgie is better than like Tom Deli Bashiru. Kone's better than him. It's just crazy they don't play until... 20 minutes left or whatever. Well, so. There's also a requirement, and, and Wendover will tell us all about this, was that only two weeks ago he was on a train with some some nice Georgian ladies who made a big oh, impression Who yes. made a big impression on Wendover. And, they, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll check for Dante. He wants to start, doesn't he? He does. The Georgian ladies were telling me that he's been banging on the uh, coach's doors, telling him he should be playing. Yeah. Oh, well, and I totally agree. I totally agree. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. And they were rather lovely as well, Vinny. Rather lovely. <laughs> oh, boy. There, there you go. There's head of EDI there, Wendover Horn. So, Vinny, you say the first half was dreadful. We didn't start on it. We had that. What about the last 20 minutes? That that felt like we, we, we were starting to try to bang the door down a bit, did it not? Yeah, it was. But, like, still, like, I think our only shot on goal was the, the goal. Mm -hmm. And it's like we were looking positive, like, probably three times. But it's just like not good enough. Obviously, like we got the win and everything, but like we should have beat them two, three, zero comfortably. Man, I don't, I can, from my view, that penalty looked like a penalty. But I guess I could be wrong. But like the ref saving our season is something else. Like that should never happen. Well, um, I was, I'm at the family end, so I was behind that goal. And from what we saw, basically, I think it was Lewis, basically cleared the ball onto the ankle of the Sheffield Wednesday player, which then rebounded out. And he went down as if it was a, just he'd basically been hit by the ball. He didn't really appeal for it too much. And then it was like, oh, no, I'm giving the pen. So it'll be interesting to see on the highlights when they come out so you can get to see it. But certainly everybody in our stand was like, how on earth have you given that? And we were just surprised that it took the linesman quite so long to, to, to change it. Because I think if you were watching on the telly, it certainly didn't look like one. So come on, then, where have you got to get to for this birthday party? So I'm going to, what was it, like Golders Green. Green or Golders something Green like that? Golders Green, you're going to, yeah. Golders Green. I do think, tell Justin, I do think I'm going to Uber. It's like 25 pounds right now. Is it the Golders Green? Oh, my, well, that surprises me. Yeah, because well, it's like an hour and a half. I go all the way down to Ouston and then take the Northern Line. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, it's like 40 minutes more, too. Hey. So I may have a couple beers, watch the Chelsea game. Hey, twenty-five pounds only going to get you a beer in the Dallas Stadium. Sounds like a good investment Seriously, to me. Yeah, it sounds like a steal. There you go. So if you can get down to the Red Lion, Vinny's buying clearly uh, before he goes off. <laughs> Vinny, mate, it was great to see you there, and I hope you have a good rest of the weekend. Are you flying back tomorrow? So I'm going to Dublin tomorrow morning at nine in the morning from Stansted. <laughs> It is going to be something else. <laughs> and how long are you in, or how long is your liver in Dublin for? Until Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. If anybody uh, has a liver that they can donate to Vinny um, anytime <laughs> after Wednesday, it. yeah, you could be. <laughs> 
Good, well do. Good, well do. Dublin is a lot of fun. I hope you have a great time, mate. Wonderful stuff. Thanks. There's Vinny. Okay, he's come over. Hi, right, see you guys. See you, fella. The brilliant Good to stuff. meet you, Vinny. Good to meet you. Well, of course, uh, next week against Millwall, we've also got uh, we've all got Jimmy Pesto. We've got Nick and Chris coming over as well. It's US citizens everywhere. This is very good. I like that very much. Wendover, did you see the uh, the penalty uh, from your end? Could you could, I can't, could, could I, you make out our ire that it certainly wasn't one? I can't comment, mate. I can't comment. Fair uh, however, it's the only time I've ever seen in forty years of going to fo- forty plus years of going to football arguing uh, getting a uh, decision overturned. First time I've ever seen that. All, uh, all so, of the times uh, as a coach, when you go when and, and or a parent, when you're talking to the kids playing football, and when you say, "Don't argue with the ref; he's never going to yeah. change his mind." And what did we all see today? Yeah, never seen that before. Never seen that. Before. It was awful, but it? fair play, fair play. But yeah, can't comment, mate. Can't comment. I'll comment after watching that rubbish program that's on ITV Two. Or was it ITV3, that highlight show, which is dreadful? But I'll comment after after seeing that. Yeah. You do so. Right, sir. Well, go and go and have a good takeaway this evening, and um, we will see you yeah, soon. Indian tonight. Indian in, tonight. There you go, everybody. He's, yes. uh, he's ordering in from the subcontinent. Delivery times might be a little while, <laughs> right. but there's a lot of variety. Excellent. Good night, lads. Cheers, mate. Lovely stuff there. Uh, Jack, so you've been waiting for a long time, and I just wanted to go over to your US counterpart there because, hey, he was in town. He's been enjoying the bunker and all sorts of things. So, Jack, if you want to hit your your mic button and let us know, because you would have been watching it from the TV, what did the TV say about the penalty? If I am correct, I didn't catch who, who the commentator beside John Marks was, but he was of the opinion that it, he thought Lewis had gotten a touch on the ball, and so he was agreeing that it should not be a penalty. Good, good. Good. That is good. That is good. Never mind, sir. How you been? How's the new role doing all the uh, the reporting on the on the high school and college stuff? Well, it has been very interesting, mainly covering our women's football, which who have had a pretty good season, unbeaten in ten games. Nice. And I just wrote a a feature piece for the paper about an attempt in the nineties to replace our school mascot. We have this bulldog with a purple cape and a crown, and some. Someone in the 90s tried to create a petition to change the mascot to a three-eyed pig with antlers. <laughs> this sounds like the Watford badge story being created. Uh, so, hold on. So, we're going from a bulldog with a purple cape and a crown to a three-eyed pig with antlers? Yes. What, may, may I ask the one word that everybody's crying out for? Why? So... This was entirely a prank, and this then-student wanted to see just how much he could manipulate the media in the area and just see how far he could push this. And well done. it turns out it was quite far because he you know, spoke to some local papers and said things like, oh, well, the antlers of the pig represent multiculturalism and branching out. <laughs> and the the bulldog is just a symbol of hyper-masculinity, and we want to represent a more intelligent student body. It's inclusion, the, of course. Nothing screams inclusion like a three-eyed pig with antlers. intelligent than the dog. <laughs> and things like that. And he got these papers to just eat up everything he was saying and take it without ch- checking any of it at all. And so he got the thing about antlers being 
multiculturalism and he got another paper to report that the pig is a symbol of fertility and it was <laughs> oh this is good stuff justin i think and i think everybody should uh, i think we should have a vote on this if you can think of should we start a story and see if we can get it into the mainstream sports media that's completely erroneous but only we know it i think this is the kind of thing that we should be doing yes <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> Course, yeah. So, so you were writing the story of this up. Any kind of inspiration? Do, what do you think we could do, maybe, Jack, as a Watford-based wind-up to see if we can get that out there? Because I think that's superb. Well, there, there was already somewhat of an attempt at this. That I can't remember who it was, but there was some Twitter account who wrote up a story about oh, a SAR transfer. Was that the one? No, there was some fake article written about a team called Watford St. Mary's, who, like in the 1850s, who who had some sort of like swamp monster mascot. (laughs) And they merged with the team that we now know as Watford in 1881. And so that article was trying to let the Watford St. Mary's fans have their team back even though it had never existed in the first place. This sounds like an episode of, uh, of Hornet Heaven. Speaking of which, another person I saw today was, was Mr. Ollie Wicken, the, the author of said Hornet Heaven, along with uh, Mr. Colin Mace, who, was, who narrates it, but more of him in a minute. But, oh, th- th- this is good, but I think we could stretch this to incredulity. I think, do let us know your suggestions as to what we should be winding up the national press and indeed the sporting press, if we could maybe just get it mentioned and we all agree a date when we're going to start tweeting this out, see if we can get it's a kind of really trend and see if we can't get that out i like this a lot never mind never mind so other than the other than the three the three-eyed pig with antlers what have you made so far of, of not the international break but what did you think about the game what did you think about where we are with with mr ishmael well i should mention this is the first game that i've been able to watch since i last spoke to you well, of course it is um, you, you've been having you've been having pigs and bulldog problems so i, I get that completely yeah. that seems reasonable and i feel like the opinions are like our opinions of almost every player we have are completely different last time i spoke to you mm-hmm. we were using the term hartfordshire holland there were shouts for Porteous to be captain. We were clearly saying that Delhi Bashiro had earned his spot in the starting uh, yeah. lineup and that Kone was lacking. And did Ryevich commit some sort of war crime since I've been gone? Uh, uh, no, he, the problem is he hasn't really committed anything since the Coventry game where he, he got a couple, of, uh, a couple of goals. I think it's fair to say that his contribution in open play, whilst we'd always said in the Birmingham game and in the Coventry game, we'd all come on and said, he doesn't do anything other than score goals, which is great. The problem with that sentence is when that person stops scoring goals, it means that you're left with a big fat nothing that they're contributing. Yes, and therefore, bless him. Bio has missed a couple of stinkers, a couple of open goals, one against Middlesbrough, one against Cardiff. But I think people are finding his his work rate and his distinct kind of willingness to just at least get in there and not shy away quite quite endearing we're not nobody's saying that he's the finished article or anything but i don't there aren't masses of people having seen the two perform turning around and saying well no ryovic should be starting in fact as you heard from rich earlier on more people were were surprised that ryovic was bought on for bayo because bayo was at least he's at least putting in a shift when everybody else is being it, it, it just felt rudderless and a bit dysfunctional and it felt like if if you went down the minute timeline of that particular game it was it was 
pretty much the, the, the first shot that was really going to trouble the keeper that I can think of. I think we'd had a couple of deliveries into the box a, couple, a few minutes beforehand. Yeah. But in that first half, all of the, whilst we weren't playing complete suicidal at the back between Portius, Hoot and Backman, as we have done on a couple of occasions this season, it, we still were for, for playing that ball around the back five and into the midfield and back again, but not no time playing forward, we still created more for them than we did for us. I was going to say the more things change, the more they stay the same, even though we have completely different opinions of players now than we did Mm -hmm. the last time I spoke to you, which is probably like a a month and a half ago or so. Yeah, yeah. We're still at a point where there is trepidation on the pitch. We get to the attacking third and people just stop moving and you'll have the ball at either Livermore or Kone's feet and they're just standing there begging people to move. And so not that I want to put any anything on Ishmael because we just can't keep the revolving door of coaches going. No. But I feel like nothing has changed, even though so much seems to have in the last month and a half or two. Very good. Very good. I'm going to play you something now because there's been various things discussed this week and it, it made me go and listen to a, an interview. And it was one, one of, the, one of the, the reasons why I went and listened to is because if anybody's seen that Enjoy the Game, which is an audio podcast, okay, so there's it's out, there's 26 chapters written by Mr. Lionel Burney. It was released back in the, what, 2010, something like that? John Mooney? from the rookery end, along with the aforementioned Mr. Colin Mace, have recorded it as a an audiobook, and it's excellent. It's absolutely superb. It, it's a joy to listen to, and if you weren't around in the 80s and you really want to know a fairly definitive version of it with lots of interviews from lots of the personalities and the characters in there, you can do no better than to go and give it a staunch listen. So I was going back and, and listening a little bit about Graham Taylor and some of the things that Graham Taylor had said, and this is one of the things that, he was interviewed only back in 2015 talking about football and one of his traits and something that he liked and something that he didn't like. See what you think on this. Football has been my life. I've never really wanted to fall out of love with the game. I've never really wanted to say I don't like it anymore. Some of the changes that are taking place, I'm not 100% with it. We can all keep possession of the ball. And if we have 76%, as all these analysis tell us, we have 76% possession of the ball. What it doesn't say is that 50% of it was in our own half. <laughs> I know. I was going to funny realise these possession figures don't make any sense. And and you look at it and you think, well, hold on a minute, when is a shot going to come? And that was the nub of where I was thinking about going with this before, obviously, we got the goal, which was lovely. But it was a question of thinking, we've had possession, we've had lots of possession this season, and one of the problems is we haven't been direct enough. One of the things that we saw from Kone was getting the ball and driving it forward and pushing the ball over 30 to 35 yards into an area where Yasser Espria could actually do something and create a chance just to come alive. Are we too ponderous? Are we too possession-based? And is that a surprise? Because that wasn't what we were expecting to see from an Ishmael team. We were expecting to see more directness. We were seeing, expecting to see more energy, more pressing, more directness. What are your thoughts on that? I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, the term ponderous. Uh, I think we are 
looking for the perfect chances that just aren't going to come at the championship level. And instead of just throwing the ball at the net sometimes, I felt like we're doing that thing that Martins likes to do where he cuts inside and dances across the, the box trying to look for that spot for his curler. But we're just doing a little bit of probing, trying to create some open space, but never finishing it. And so, and the stagnation, once we get to the attacking third plays into that, and you just have guys standing around, and whoever has the ball is just begging for someone to, to move into space. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, look, Jack, lovely to hear from you. Glad to hear everything is going well with what with pigs and bulldogs and all sorts of strange things. If you can think of a, a story that we think that we should all combined try to get tweeted out and see if we can't get it picked up, just see how stupid we can make <laughs> something something even more stupid than normal. Let's go to let's go to PJ Jordan from Ireland. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. How we doing sir good we got the result we wanted in the end but like you said earlier it only really changes the perception of a performance yeah just quickly for Vinny when he's in Dublin he will feel just like he's back in America paying 20 euros for a pint if he goes to Temple Bar so if he wants that feeling of home just go to Temple Bar they'll be more than happy to rip him off I've had some good nights in Temple Bar I've had headaches and overdrafts <laughs> to prove it I guess this man knows of which he speaks there we go yeah no well if you see if you see Vinny steer him in the direction of, of the nearest expensive bar because it's just par for the course yeah it was it, I, I think it's one where whereby th- this whole thing is just to come together and say exactly how people saw it isn't it it's not trying to be negative it's not trying to be positive if you think it's negative or you think it's too positive just volunteer come on say say whatever you think about it and we'll go through the five words but it did feel like a get out of jail free card at the end yes it was the one moment of quality and therefore it warrants potentially take taking the three points away but it did feel a little bit as uh, as both greg and rich have said earlier on that it's masking something a, a little bit deeper that's st- that still hasn't come to fruition didn't it not yeah, it did. And I'm just watching the game. There was, like you said a couple of minutes ago, where it's just you're waiting for that shot to come. And you only had three shots on target in the whole game, which when you're playing the, the bottom side in the league isn't exactly great. But I was actually, there's two positives I wanted to point oh, out. Super um, far away. Just because obviously I, I have a feeling there'll be an, enough negativity. So I want to try and bring some positives to it. One was, I know we've been talking about Backman being good as a shot stopper. But I think today, I thought his passing out in terms of being able to pick players out was much improved. Yes, there was times where it wasn't great, but I, I thought it was improved compared to what he's had so far this season. And I know the whole Watford model that we've talked about of getting young players, putting them in the shop window and, and getting money for them. Yeah. That's a great model, but you still need those experienced cool heads to help guide that team and I thought Livermore today did a good job of that more so at the start of the game I think the, the first half was better from him but I, I just thought that those were two things that stood out to me as, as positives and look we, we got the three points uh, and it is yes a get out of jail free card I think but looking at where we were this time last year we're four points worse off, which still only leaves us in mid-table with the likes of Cardiff and and, and West Brom on, on seventeen points. So I don't think we're I don't think we're massively far off where we are last year in terms of the league table. But the perform days like today where we get three points when maybe we should only have gotten one. I think are, are masking that. But again, I am in no way saying Ishmael needs to go. I'm in no way saying 
calling for anyone's heads. Just that. I think having to apologise to say that this is one I think, but having to apologise that, no, I'm not calling for the manager's head is now becoming an almost, not entirely Watford thing. Look, today, today's team changed their manager. We still haven't. But I I think it's absolutely within the the right of of football supporters to turn around and criticise the manager without being suggesting that in any way, shape or form, you're calling for his head. I know, but I just want to make sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. Here you're allowed to say, you're allowed to say what you bloody well wish because that that's the whole thing i think you're absolutely right to to point it out there are places to go in terms of with the performance and with the with it with we need to bring in some kind of consistency to it we need to see a constant ideally game on game iterative progression we started the season as we all know that first 45 minutes against qpr threw us all a bit of a curveball but what we need to see is something along those lines but there were as we mentioned uh, earlier on people have talked about Ngaki's performance today people have talked about ken semmer coming on and being a driving force for good we talked about kone and georgie check fatanze coming into the middle of the midfield and and actually giving us something moving forward because for for long periods in that first half bio was the only one near the penalty area and quite often he would be making a run out wide to try to create some space for the ball to come in and very rarely would anybody get forward the one time they did was a, a cross in I think it was from Ngakia and and loser headed over which would have been lovely for it to have paid off but in the second half it just felt a little bit more like especially in the last 20 minutes 15 minutes felt a little bit more like the old Watford of we're going for a game and we're trying to push to try to win it against the opposition and we've all seen games like that where the opposition have had a breakaway and it's cost us because we may sometimes people might say we've been too gung ho. I would rather see us as per that that the bit that I played earlier on there to Jack from Graham Taylor saying about let's not be so concentrating on just keeping the ball. Possession is for a reason and the reason is to go forward and try to score goals. When are we going to see those shots on goal? Three shots from the game isn't that much. Graham Taylor in the 80s, because he kind of pioneered very much the use of, of, of statistics in the English game, or certainly one of the people who did, was asking his guys, saying, look, I, I need 10 shots on target in a game. I need 20 shots on target in a game. And therefore you would see that translated to the wingers and I appreciate football was different back then. People would be screaming at their phones about it. But fundamentally, that statistic kind of still holds up. The more you shoot, the more you will score. We were, I think the reason why it feels like a, a get out of jail free is because we only had three efforts on goal and that was the real one moment of quality. And sometimes you need to take 10 to get that quality. We weren't creating 10, but hey, but there we go. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.